Huge news today from WWE. The fallout from SummerSlam is big. A big name, a former WrestleMania main eventer is out the door, and a former champion is coming back in the door. Plus, we have news about a free agent world champion joining the WWE ranks. What's up? I'm Kev Callum. Go ahead and share the link so you don't stink. Want to hear from you wherever you are. Thumbs up. Share it. Get in the comments below and pop up on screen with me. Whether or not you're watching on demand or live, I want to hear from you. And if you wear this in your podcast ears, go ahead and give us that five-star review. Five stars. Yes. A big name after SummerSlam is out the door for WWE and so much more. Want to hear from you. Uh, and get right into it. Some people joining us live as we're talking about it here. Uh, this is uh, one we saw coming, and we kind of knew for a little while here, and uh, it seems like a social media post has certainly confirmed it. Ronda Rousey, former women's champion in WWE, who dominated the world of the UFC, is out the door for WWE. It appears so after a social media post just three hours ago uh, on Instagram saying, at Shayna Baszler, you were the reason I got into this business. Now I got no reason to stay. Ronda Rousey been with WWE on and off since 2018, took a lengthy break in, in the middle there to have a child. Uh, some people are questioning whether or not she was still the valuable name that from the outside of WWE came in. Was she ever treated like an insider? Um, there's no real evolution. They call it the women's evolution, the women's revolution, whatever you want to call it, where women got real status in WWE. Ron is a big part of that. Ron is a huge part of that. Uh, the fact that that happened in UFC, I think, was a real big reason. WWE started to take the women a lot more seriously than they were before. And there's a lot of women who are stars because of Ronda Rousey. So I'll say that. There were some issues, though, with Ronda's creative presence. Was she as good a wrestler as some would have liked? I think she was a great wrestler for what her skills were and where she came into the wrestling business. That debut at WrestleMania in New Orleans, I was there. It was incredible. The triple threat match with her and Becky Lynch and Charlotte, that was an incredible match. Uh, there were some missed opportunities with her and Becky Lynch. They never got to have that one-on-one -on -one match. I think some fans really wanted to see. Uh, going out with this match, though, with Shayna Baszler, someone she has a long history with, someone who's also in the UFC, uh, and someone that she's certainly very good friends with. And she kind of shares it here. Uh, but it's a big name. It's a big name leaving WWE. And I know some people are like, ah, you know, don't let the door hit her on her ass and all those mean things. But, I mean, if you're a favorite, you know, I just know people that have their certain favorites in WWE. Um you can see this now that this is certainly a big name, but one person leaves, another comes in. So who's coming back to WWE? Former tag team champion, former NXT women's champion, uh, widely reported now to be making a return to WWE, Kyrie Zane. Kyrie Zane did some big things with uh, New Japan. She did some big things in WWE. So uh, Ronda Rousey leaves WWE, Kyrie Zane comes back. Now, obviously, maybe not a name at nearly as pop popular or Googleable and Googleable, Googleable, Googleable's a word, yeah. Uh, but Kyrie saying coming back to WWE, a good time to come back. If if Ron is out there, that's going to open up some spots. They need someone who can work a very dynamic style, who can certainly light up the camera. And Kyrie, even with uh, the difference in language, she certainly cuts promos and does different things. But you've seen this with Asuka. Asuka's been able to be a very charismatic character when English is not their first language and connect with an English-speaking audience. I think Kyrie is very capable of doing that. She did that in the Mae Young Classic where she made, really made a big splash. 
And I think she did that in NXT. And I think she did that on the main roster with WWE. Now, with Asuka no longer the champion over on the Raw side of things, what does this mean? What does this mean? Do we get uh, the Kabuki Warriors coming back? The Kabuki Warriors? Are they going to be reunited? What do you want to see Kyrie Sane do now that she's back in WWE? I would love to hear from you. Your comments below. Go ahead in there. Sound off here. Want to hear from you guys here. What's up, Kev? How you doing? Ricky Castillo, how are you? Uh, and uh, other people signing off on all these different things here. Um, <clears throat> other people saying, sick and tired of all these last-minute changes. Well, there's, in, there's injuries and different things like that. Speaking of injuries, we have this story as well. Wanted to talk about it. An unfortunate injury to Sonya Deville. TMZ concern. Confirming she has torn her MCL. She's one half of the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. That would be a very unfortunate thing for those tag team champions. This is another injury. Uh, we just had Liv Morgan forcing an injury and a title change because of that. Now we have the same thing here with Sonya Deville. Uh, it's just bad timing. Bad timing uh, to get injured uh, right as you get going here. Uh, and Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, her tag team partner, fellow tag team champion for the women's belts in WWE. They have history. Came into WWE together on Tough Enough some years ago. Uh, just unfortunate timing. A lot of upheaval for the women's division in just the last 24 or 48 hours. And you have a lot of people with WWE upset that some women weren't featured on SummerSlam this weekend. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus. That match was a healthy scratch. Trish Stratus coming out of retirement to take on uh, Becky Lynch. Months and months of TV and big pay-per-view matches to build to this match, which will now be on Raw. Uh, so maybe not ideal, right? Yeah, some people uh, not upset about that. And other uh, Rhea Ripley, very, very popular right now. She did not make the card for SummerSlam. So some people are upset about that. I can hear that. People saying those women's tag team belts are cursed. Cursed, I tells you. Uh, yeah, it's a very unfortunate time. What do you think needs to be done with the women's division in WWE? I'm not saying a lot of it's going in the wrong direction. Just a lot of injuries, people leaving the company, a lot of upheaval all at the same time. All at the same time. I don't think it's all bad. You still have a lot of great matchups, new fresh takes on characters. Uh, and I'm into it. You still have a lot of good stories to tell and a lot of great matches to make. So don't try and say it's all bad. Don't try and say it's all bad. Uh, some other big news here in the last few hours. Uh, this one is certainly interesting. A name outside of WWE that many have speculated could be a big superstar in WWE is uh, bound to possibly make his way into the company. And that man is former NWA world champion Nick Aldis. Uh, Nick Aldis uh, was long with uh, Billy Corgan's NWA, was the NWA world champion, did not have a very civilized exit from that relationship. And it appears like he is going to be doing something with WWE, at least on a preliminary basis. And you would hope that it would be him being an in-ring performer, but it doesn't appear like that's the case. Uh, widely reported from multiple outlets right now that Nick Aldis is being looked at for this week and next week as a possible future producer for WWE. Bobby Roode, who's been injured and been on the shelf for WWE for nearly a year, uh, he is also being looked at for a similar role. Uh, Nick Aldis, uh, certainly not a, you know, a spring chicken to the business, but no one has ever been made a big splash at WWE. Former Impact World Champion, former NWA World Champion. So uh, a big deal for him, uh, an opportunity in WWE for certainly that what you would call that second stage out of wrestling in the ring career, but still very much in wrestling. There's a lot of very, very talented people that work as producers for both all your televised major companies. Uh, Abyss works in that role. Sanjay Dutt has done that role. 
you know, there's a lot of people that have done this in WWE and AEW that have had a very fruitful post in ring career. Arn Anderson did it for a very, very long time and still involved with it. Uh, I think it's, it's an interesting role to be in for Nick Aldis, a smart guy. I've been able to interview Nick on a handful of occasions. He's someone that strikes you as he knows what's going on. He knows where the ball needs to be played. And when you have somebody who's really, really smart like that, it's good to have them in your room. It's good to have them in the room. But you got to think here with uh, 2024 coming up, there's a lot of people looking at where these things could move here with uh, people fighting for contracts and maybe WWE wanting to shore up some of those possible free agents when those deals come together in 2024. Now, we know the elite, the big names, the big faction that started All Elite Wrestling, WWE's main rival, they've signed new deals. They're going to stay with AEW, but that doesn't mean that there isn't other possible names that could jump back and forth. And I really think that Nick Aldis being brought in as a producer, hopefully is a part of those potential moves that WWE sees ahead of that period in 2024, when a lot of contracts in both WWE and AEW could come up and a lot of people could jump from one side to the other in this ongoing billion-dollar wrestling war. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Um, yeah, uh, this is uh, another one here. I heard about this, Ricky Castillo. You know what's sad? Hearing that Big E was advised not to return to wrestling. I, I've heard about that, uh, but I haven't heard it from Big E himself. So I'll wait until I hear it from Big E himself uh, before anyone runs and, and shouts that that's the end of his wrestling career. And maybe he's a guy who has that type of uh, you know, off-of-the-ring career where he's working off-of-the-ring, uh, working a producer role. There's a former WWE champion. There's a guy who understands how to do those multi-man matches very well. It's not bad to have a mind like that, like a Nick Aldis, like a Big E in the locker room. And also, these are producers that are in their 40s. They're not guys in their 50s or 60s. Not saying that guys that are older are bad, but these are some guys who are young and know how to speak to younger talent. And I think with the crop of new young talent coming into WWE, someone that's like five or six, 10 years older than them, that's keen. I think that's a smart thing to do in the long run to kind of make things kind of gel easier for the next few years here. I want to hear from you guys here. Uh, Jim Thorne with his take on Nick Aldis. Nick would be good if he was active. Uh, because he could walk and talk and wrestle and does great promos and he'd be a good one. Yeah, that's an another thing, Jim, a lot about this with the possible uh, Nick Aldis move here. Uh, a lot of people saying they would love to see Nick Aldis um, join WWE as an in-ring performer. He's certainly a guy who knows how to find the camera. That is a major, major thing with people when they come to WWE. Do they know how to hold themselves on camera, sell to the camera, make their minutes count, and play on the cues that you have within the WWE system? This is a guy who's been in wrestling television or even just action-oriented television. He was in the uh, UK version of American Gladiators before he was in pro wrestling. This guy's been around the TV business a long time. He's got the look, he's got the talk, he's got the skills, he's got history with some people in WWE. Him and Cody Rhodes having another match would be awesome. If you haven't seen their match from All In, it was the best match on that show. So if you're just joining us late, big names leaving WWE, big names returning, and some big names that are free agents backstage in WWE. Go ahead and check out the whole video if you're just joining us late. Don't be afraid to hit that like button. Support us because then we get to do more streams just like this. I get to chat with you, throw your comments up on screen here. Uh, a lot of people want to ask questions. I don't mind asking. Is, is Dustin Rhodes coming back to WWE? Uh, no. Uh, his contract going to roll over into 2024 for a significant period of time. I know some people were talking and looking at that 
a connection between obviously him and Cody Rhodes, his brother in WWE. They did a big uh, documentary on him recently on Peacock and Dustin Rhodes was not featured in it, though other members of the Rhodes family were. Dustin was featured in the um, A&E documentary they did on Dusty Rhodes. So that, I think that was a little bit different. Um, so I, I would say if you see Dustin Rhodes again in WWE, it's not anytime soon. Now, obviously, he said this is uh, the time frame for him to be in ring wrestling is coming up. This may be the final end of his career. But obviously, if he could come back to WWE and do something with his brother, it'd be really, really special. And I do think he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer for WWE. He's a Hall of Famer anywhere else he's really wrestled. This guy has a very healthy, long career with ups and downs in and out of the ring and has done some great, great things for the business. I've heard a lot of people rave about Dustin Rhodes and his expertise and his mind in AEW because he's kind of being like a player coach type thing. They call their producers coaches over there. Uh, and, I, and I've seen him have that impression on talent. Uh, Dustin staying in AEW makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But him going back to WWE, that means he can do Goldust again. WWE owns that name. That means he can also, you know, end his career with his brother or end his career in WWE. Different platform. That's the first one where a lot of people got to see him for the first time. Uh, certainly we'd be big. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, this one from Elias over on Twitch. Thank you guys for watching us over on Twitch. Uh, what do you think about Mustafa Ali? Why WWE not give him a championship to Ali like they see others? Uh, wrestler become a multi-champ champion, but six years ago, but Ali never win. Uh, this is something he fired off on on NXT, and he's in NXT, and some people are calling this a rehab assignment. You know, they want to keep him in the fold. He's a guy who publicly said he wanted to leave WWE, uh, but recanted on that and came back to Raw and did some different things. Had some exciting matches, but he's a really, really talented guy, both in the ring and on the mic. And I think Ali has a future in WWE if they want to keep him there. Uh, but he's a guy who could leave WWE and have a bright future, too. Some people say, oh, you'd be better off somewhere else. But uh, knowing Ali and knowing people that know him, he's certainly an advantageous guy. Wherever he lands, you're going to get 110% on him. And I think he's doing that right now in NXT. And he is doing some really, really fun matches. The guys you've seen on Raw and SmackDown, the guys and gals you've seen on Raw and SmackDown that are in NXT, they are not there saying, like, oh, I'm here. This is... Uh, I had to go back to the minors or something like that. I took a step down. They are not viewing that way. Uh, I, I dropped a link for you guys. Uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, who had a lot of exposure, did WrestleMania matches, did big matches with big names, worked angles with The Rock, worked angles with a lot of big people when he came up from NXT to SmackDown and Raw and got a lot of heat. I mean, not just the smart fans saying, oh, we like you and casual fans, boom. No, everybody booed him. I think he's getting a little bit more of a cool-off period over in NXT while he kind of reinvents the character, maybe this new burn the ships thing, which has been kind of compelling. Our very own Bill After spoke with him this weekend. You can check the link out to that. That's up on the Wrestle Binge by SportsKita YouTube channel. You guys can go ahead and give that a look here. Well, this comment here from Jim Thorne, what do you think of Bailey uh, is going to turn on EO? I think she will. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that's the, the end of the case here. I don't think damage control is something you need to invest much more in. Uh, it kind of ran its course and it hasn't elevated them beyond where they are. It's kind of kept them where they are, but it hasn't moved them up a notch. I think Bailey continuing to be a heel can be more beneficial to EO and, and them kind of fighting over the briefcase kind of makes it like another prize to pursue outside of everything uh, going on here with the women's championship and all that different stuff to see where things go.
Uh, people saying, is Nick Aldis joining? We don't know if he's joined WWE as an on-screen talent. We don't even know if he's signed as a producer, but it looks preliminary. We're going to try him out and see what happens here. Uh, what's the update on Kevin Owens? Pretty serious injuries to Kevin Owens. How severe they are, not exactly clear. He's still one half of the WWE Tag Team Champions along with Sami Zayn. How long they're going to be on the shelf, how much that'll be. Kind of play it by year situation. Hopefully they don't have to lose those titles or vacate those titles. Let's see what happens here. Uh, people bring this act with this uh, comment here, bringing uh, talking about the off the script moment with Brock Lesnar. Yes, Triple H confirming that at the post SummerSlam press conference. Uh, of course, acknowledging Cody Rhodes after Cody was able to beat him clean. This wasn't a quick roll up pin. This wasn't uh, Cody being choked out and the ref stopping the match like we saw in the previous two Cody Brock matches. No, this was Cody beating Brock clean in the middle and a great match. I thought it was the match of the night for me on SummerSlam. I thought this was the best of SummerSlam. Some people didn't like SummerSlam overall, but I thought this is one of the highlights of the show. Absolutely. And the best of the three matches they had told the biggest story. Brock was Brock. Cody was Cody. They played all their high notes and they did it really well. Now Brock going off the script and raising his hand. And, and saying, this is the guy that is Brock being a WWE franchise player saying, this is the next guy. I want you to see him. I want you to know that he is serious, that this is the guy who's going to be the next main event player to get Cody back on track, maybe for that world title run back at Roman Reigns. That's kind of the way I saw it. That was the weight I saw of that moment. Brock is a guy who can go off the script and do those things. And I don't think many people can tell him no. Uh, maybe a few, but I don't think many people can tell him no. Uh, let me know what you guys think here. Sound off, get into the comments below. I uh, want to hear from you guys. Uh, don't mind your questions. Love hearing from you, especially if you're here for the first time. I uh, want to hear from Jordan. Jordan, uh, how do you think the finish of SummerSlam with a uh, bloodline story? I heard some people get really, really mad about it. Um, I thought it was abrupt. I thought it was a little bit too soon. If you're going to go down that road. Uh, I've heard some people scream to the high heavens. Oh, you're going to build to Jimmy and Jay. Yeah. You're going to do Jimmy and Jay. That's going to happen. We interviewed Jamie and Jay some years ago, and Jay said the dream for him would be to have a WrestleMania match with his brother. Is that where they're going? Is that what these two guys have earned? They've done a lot as a tag team. How much more can they do as a tag team besides beat Roman? Uh, can they win another tag belt and that be as exciting as the last time they had it for over a year? I don't know. I think you can make both of them convincing individualized single superstars. I think, kind, of, kind of think that's where they're going. You know, they were doing that for a little bit when Jimmy was on the shelf with a knee injury. Then he came back. Then they became those tag team champions we know coming out of the pandemic. Now is the time, I think, when, you, when, when we really look at this in retrospect, a year from now, I think this move will make more sense then. But it feels so abrupt for the fans that are so invested. So many casual fans, hardcore fans are very invested on everything Bloodline. Uh, but there's so much more story to tell. Uh, people are still buying into it. People are still watching it. So when as much as people say, oh, I'm sick and tired of it, are you just mad? They got you marking out. If they got you booing, if they got you saying, no, why did you do that? And you're not turning off the channel, then they got you still hooked. So I I'm not saying that to aggravate anyone. I'm just saying that because that's the reality. When you look at the numbers, people are still engaged in this thing. And there's still so much more hype to this than you would expect Oh, it's just, if, if I'm watching every week, I can't understand how you would care so much about Roman still being the champion. You turn on this guy and why'd you have to do that? They got you to care. You can't say you didn't care. Uh, 
So I kind of like the toss up I have with it. It does feel like something you could have done on television, uh, but WWE knows that there's an extra oomph to these premium live events and they pulled the trigger on it. It's risky. Uh, People saying WWE is boring nowadays. Well, uh, Derek, I'm not a WWE Mark or or an apologist or anything like that. You're wrong about that. Uh, There's a lot of people talking about the way it's trending, the levels of engagement, the way people are watching it, the way that it is kind of inflation proof in in terms of people buying tickets. You had over 50,000 people buy tickets to see WWE in Detroit on on Saturday. 50,000. Not boring to them. Uh, Just my take. Uh, People saying they love this. Uh, People loving this. I love the bloodline. Uh, Thomas saying, are there any big plans for Raw tonight? Appreciate very much. Thank you you very much, DVW. We're going to see what happens here. You know, if Kyrie Sane is already in the United States, maybe that'd be the cool thing you do. Maybe you just announce that she's coming back. Uh, I think we're going to figure out something with those women tag belts, as I talked about earlier. I got Sonya Deville with an MCL tear. So I think maybe we're going to have some idea who these new women's tag team champions are going to be, or they're going to put those on the shelf. Any update on Randy Orton? No update on Randy Orton. Randy Orton is nowhere near cleared for a medical return to the ring. He did film some stuff reportedly, do something with WWE in Detroit and Michigan, uh, but nowhere near a return to WWE at this time. Um, People saying, I guess The Rock is a no-go. I wouldn't write off The Rock as a no-go for a WWE return. And obviously, you'd want him involved in this whole bloodline thing. I wouldn't write that off. We still have plenty of time for that. Uh, Hopefully, he's still healthy and interested in wanting to do stuff like that. Uh, shout out to all the people who watch the show all the time here. People asking if there's any surprises tonight. As I mentioned, maybe we, we get to see some possible new women's tag team champions due to the injury to Sonya Deville. Uh, go ahead and shoot off your questions, by the way, in the comments below, especially if you're watching on demand. Even if you're not with us live, I still want to hear from you. I'll be jumping in there. Uh, and go ahead and subscribe, by the way, to our podcast feed. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, and give us a five-star review. Audio all-in-one feed from Vince Russo, bro. Him multiple times a week. We have Bill Apter did a bunch of great stuff. Congrats to Bill Apter. A lot of acknowledgement from him. Uh, a lot of people are saying that he is a legendary name, and he absolutely is. Our very own Emily May Heller. Uh, did she join the bloodline? <laughs> that was a moment at the press conference. All of that stuff. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to Sports Key to Wrestling wherever you get your wrestling content. Snapchat, Instagram, uh, right here on Facebook. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting everything we do. You can follow me on Instagram at kevkellum 6 That's K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M-6. And remember, when watching wrestling, enjoy wrestling. Bye.